Welcome to FEPS Talks, the podcast series of the Foundation for European Progressive Studies. Find out more about us on feps-europe.eu. Welcome to the FAPS Talks. This is uh, Agnes Krzypek, Director for Research and Training, and it is my absolute honor and privilege to introduce you to Enzo Amendola, Minister for Europe in Italian government, who is a man that is making history by shaping the future. It's really lovely to have you with us. Good morning and thank you very much to all of you for inviting me to this speech. I hope to make at least some advancement in the present. For the future, we have to work all together. We like to be optimistic, but uh, since this is the first <laughs> podcast in uh, the new year, and of course, new year is also a part of uh, learning from uh, the past and uh, uh, making all the great resolutions. Um, having become the minister for Europe in quite of a turbulent time, also for Europe, how would you how would you say uh, what are the main challenges that Europe is facing as uh, the continuation of 2019, the year of the European elections? new legislative being taken on, uh, new points being put forward? But, uh, generally, if I look at the situation in Italy, but more um, looking at the European agenda for the next month, I see that the European election gave us a new framework of action that is quite delicate. We succeed in stopping the nationalist uh, um, emerging as a, a coalition against the European Union. So what we need now is to speed up the process to strengthen the European Union in two different chapters. First of all, the economical growth, because we know that the competition all around the world, and especially with giants like United States and China, makes Europe and gives to Europe the responsibility to find its own path. Its own route means uh, investing in our capacity to have a sustainable development growth, means investing all our resources and energy in the Green New Deal, in the European Green New Deal, thanks also to the leadership of Frank Timmermans, and trying to have a competitive uh, global player as the European Union that's on green, on uh, growth, uh, is uh, leading the revolution in terms of production, uh, consumption of energy, and also investing in new technology. And the second chapter is to go hand by hand with a social pillar that is more uh, comprehensive of new tools on European level and also giving the uh, to this economical transition a new strength in terms of uh, not leaving people behind in this transformation. So if I have to see the next six months, uh, the socialist and the progressive forces, they should help this Green New Deal, also giving a social impact that unites our society. But when you speak about uh, the uh, progressive forces, evidently you talked about uh, the elections in the context of uh, ability to stop the nationalists and uh, right-wing extreme. Um, I think it goes beyond saying that uh, the Social Democrats ended up after the elections in much better position and with a greater feeling of uh, uh, self-confidence uh, um, when it comes to the different uh, portfolio that they have been able to get the responsibility for. Um, but what would you say is the situation of social democracy in Europe at the given point? 
my opinion is that we won a battle for the European Parliament stopping this nationalist rising. That they have a clear point uh, to to let Europe, uh, let's say, going beyond and going back to a coalition of national government making their interest first on the national stage more than uh, European integration process. So we won this first battle. Now, how we can uh, proceed is just giving an horizon to the European Union integration. Uh, giving on an horizon means, of course, changing uh, the architecture and the democratic base of the European Union process of integration, but also giving a, a social and economical transformation path. On a topic like Green New Deal, we are stronger because we are um, a reliable uh, actor of this transformation. The nationalists, they, they look at their interests, they look at their border, and they don't give uh, a perspective to their society. So we can win if we go on in this process of integration. Europe, European Union is in the middle of a historical transformation. And we saw in the last year with the austerity policy and some delay in the in the in the process of democratic reform that now it's time to to speed up and to boost this process of uh, integration. But at the same moment, the horizon that change also our uh, society and also our internal uh, national policies and can polarize also our strength towards the nationalists is to give a vision. And the vision is a, absolutely a Green New Deal that is an economical and social transformation that is needed for competitiveness in terms of uh, global um, uh, agenda, but also for transforming our economy in a more sustainable way. I think in that sense also the uh, uh, question of the Green New Deal also uh, responds to the concerns and worries of many of the younger Europeans who before wouldn't have been so eager to participate in the elections. And now we show the trend of uh, much more engaged participation, of course. Uh, now, the question uh, that uh, there is, is that on one side uh, we have this uh, sort of a wave uh, in terms of more people participating in the European elections, uh, being more bothered about the European politics, European politics being part of the national agenda. But um, at the same time, of course, people are worried about uh, the leadership of the uh, European Union. We have seen the elections in the United Kingdom just now in December. Um, the uh, question of the conflict between uh, Poland, Hungary and the European Union is quite growing. You've been talking quite a lot about the content of what connects us. But what about uh, this uh, fragmentation tendencies that we observe? My opinion, if I look at the new generation, of course, sometimes this year we celebrated also the, the, the fall of the Berlin Wall, is that sometimes uh, approaching uh, their dream and their ambition and also their needs, just calling back the roots of the European Union integration, what we did in the past in order to grow as a, a union, sometimes is not enough. What we have to give to them, to the new generation, in order to to become a full supporter of the European Union integration is to give a vision. Vision in terms of what is happening around the border of the European Union, because we are still 
we had conflict all over the Mediterranean. We have a new competition with, uh, in terms of technology, in terms of green, with uh, some countries that are coming far away from our um, culture. And, and of course, to give them the possibility to believe that Europe is, a, let's say, a gentle giant among all the giants that are worldwide. Gentle means giving rights, freedoms, liberties, and to call all the country also who is not respecting uh, to change their their attitude and to change also their legislation. So in order to <clears throat> to to have a new love with the European Union, and when I say new love, I'm, I'm speaking mainly about the young generation that didn't uh, didn't see what happened in the past, that didn't appreciate sometimes the roots of our unification process, uh, unity in terms of uh, growing as European Union is to, to give them a new challenges. The new challenges fighting for equality, fighting for rights within the border, and also fighting for a new worldwide order based on peace and cooperation and respect of the level playing field means also uh, to give a vision. And on this vision, I think that many can come back and to find that Europe is the only way to achieve all these goals. I um, know that uh, in this concept, and you've touched upon the issue of uh, climate, which is, of course, a global issue, uh, but uh, most evidently the international politics and international solidarity uh, is as a value very close to your heart. Next year, we will be seeing uh, very much of a changing context when it comes to the global dimension in which Europe will operate. The current commission comes up with a very strong emphasis on geopolitics. Uh, what next to the environmental cause with uh, also elections taking place in the US? What do you think should be the benchmark that would make Europe a successful global player in 2020? Um, what I feel looking at the agenda of the next month, of course, election in the United States and also many changes all around the world, is that Europe should not be afraid like we were in the past. Um, we saw after the big economical crisis in two, uh, in eight years ago, ten years ago, that Europe started to become not a, a gentle giant, but a giant that was afraid even to compete. When I say competition means standing on our value. That means democracy, human rights, economical growth that cannot be sustained like we did in the last century. It's not absolutely sustainable to have, a, a, let's say, a production and manufacture uh, process that is based like in the past. It means a new consumption of energy and production of energy means to use the technological transformation, the digital revolution in terms of uh, approaching the new, um, the new century in terms of uh, also growing with the new uh, capacities. And secondly, if I have to see what we have to do in the next um, decade, of course, we have to sign new partnership. European Union should go hand by hand with Africa and investing in this growth of in a continent that is our sister continent for the, the 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 next period and try to to be a giant that help other giant to be more sustainable and to increase the level of opportunity for millions of people that are looking at us always as a reference so 
competition for me is not just a question of you making Europe an enemy of other continents, but competition means standing on our historical democratic value and push and boost a lot the transformation in terms of uh, a sustainable production, a sustainable economy and digital revolution, helping other continents to create a new environment. We know that now, nowadays trade, if I look at our uh, historical allies of the United States, is becoming something not, not so, so gentle in terms of diplomatic relations. If I look also at the digital revolution, we know that the competition with other giants like China is not gentle as well. What we need to do, of course, not changing absolutely our historical identity is to bring our value outside our border and to let other continents, especially in the Mediterranean, in the Middle East and in Africa, part of a, a common development that is based on a common value. Well, thank you so much. This is uh, really uh, at the beginning uh we had a bit of uh, this joke uh, about being hopeful or optimistic, but I think that the agenda that you spell out is something that will and should motivate not only progressives, but also everyone else to rally uh, for a better and more just world that you have described and with the European Union being a gentle giant uh, in uh, this context. If you allow me just very last question, because of course the situation yep. in Italy has been animating us as well. Uh, we've been talking about the need of thinking European, but one cannot do that without having a better understanding of the situation on the national level. So what are the prospects for the upcoming elections, uh, regional elections in Italy, you'd say? But Italy had a difficult moment last year. The nationalists, they were pushing the government, the former government, to have a huge fight with the European Union integration and also with all the decisions that were standing in the past. The government collapsed, especially on topic of European Union uh, relations. So we, the, the left, the central left in Italy, we enter in uh, recovering many damages that were done in the past, and we are helping the country to go further. To go further means to put the budget in order, to reorganize all the investment policy, and to support a lot also a national green deal policy towards industries towards the social pillar that we are taking in consideration we are doing all our best to bring the country out of the of the problems that we live in the past and of course there will be many regional elections coming up that we are a test for government starting from emilia romagna that is one of our traditional uh, let's say um, a region where the left is strong in the end of January. But we are confident, as we saw for the budget law, and also for recovering an amount of relation with all the European countries where we had fight, where the previous government had fight in the past, to recover also a role for our country to support the new uh, transition institutional agenda that we have nowadays. So Europe... Uh, as a new, as an old, the new partner after a period of vacation done by the nationalists that were trying all the, their best to destroy our our role. So we are confident, working in a humble way, in a pragmatic way, that Italy can support a lot what the 
the economical and green transition of the European Union can be can can be realized in the next months. Fantastic. We wish you all the best in the struggle. What a fantastic way of starting uh, off the year at Fab Stocks. Enzo Amendola, Minister for Europe from Italy, we've been honoured and privileged to have you with us today. Thank you for setting up such an ambitious agenda and giving us so much hope, nevertheless, for the next uh, year. And uh, I hope uh, that all the plans that you have put forward will be equally mobilizing the rest of the progressive community as it definitely it will for us in FAPS uh, be a compass for the next intellectual in Davia. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Let's work all together. Thank you for your attention. If you found our conversation interesting, do not hesitate to share it on social media with the hashtag FAPS Talks. More is yet to come. Stay tuned.